I'm Tiziana Deering. Coming up Monday on the show, three bits of history to mark President's Day. We've got everything from George Washington's teeth to a train ride that he took through New England. So be sure to come back and join us again Monday. You're listening to Radio Boston. Milton, they said no. In a referendum on Wednesday, voters rejected a plan to comply with the state housing law. That is in spite of all kinds of possible consequences, including threats of legal action from Massachusetts Attorney General Andrea Campbell. With more than 100 other cities and towns required to pass their own plans this year, what happens next is important. Now, Attorney General Campbell is unable to join us today, but we did want to know, so what could be in an AG playbook? We're going to ask Scott Harshbarger. He was Massachusetts Attorney General from 1991 to 1999 alongside Governors Weld and Salucci, and he's now Senior Counsel at the law firm Kasner & Edwards. Scott, welcome back to Radio Boston. Hi, it's nice to be on, Tiziana. Thank you. Great to have you. Listen, I just want to start with, you know, one of those sort of all-encompassing questions, all-accompanying. How big of a deal is this no vote by Milton? Oh, I think it's I think it's major for, for, for two reasons. What you, you summarized, uh, one of them. One is that the attorney general, um, playing her appropriate role in the public interest, has been advising and notifying Milton, uh, just as they have other towns, that there will be consequences. They hope they will comply. They hope it'll work collaboratively uh, and implement the MBTA Communities Act. Uh, and proceed and have a lot of discretion doing that. But if they don't, uh, her words are actually been quite interesting to me because she simply says that we have the responsibility to enforce the law and we intend to meet that responsibility. And the law is crystal clear on this. And I think that's, it, it's also important because there are so many other communities possibly looking at this to see if the, what may not want to comply not only because, not because they're terrible people or towns, but because of local control and those kind of things. So I think it's a big deal. And I think that, that anybody that uh, thinks that this is going to be taken lightly by the attorney general, uh, let alone the governor uh, and state agencies, uh, is gambling quite highly. Okay, so I'm going to unpack a couple of things there, Scott Harshberger. First, you say because of local control. And I just want to note for people who may not have the long view on this, It used to be that cities and towns held, because of the way the thresholds worked for votes for zoning, uh, they held really strong sway over zoning. Uh, And after housing law uh, changes in 2021, it is now easier to make changes in uh, zoning in cities and towns. And so that will feel, as these changes come forward, like a loss of local control. And we heard some of that echoed in the no messaging in Milton. Um, you you know you talked about how clear the attorney general was um, in her messaging about the consequences that the that the that she could bring. Did you ever, in your time as attorney general, threaten cities and towns with legal consequences for things they did? Is that a, like a, a normal thing? Like, oh yeah, that happens all the time, or is this very unusual? I really don't know. That my experience is, and probably each attorney general has somewhat differently. Uh, the fact that the attorney general indicates that they intend to enforce the law also encourages conversations, encourages compliance. And, and the goal, uh, as she has made clear as well, is that uh, the goal is collaboration and cooperation. Let's get this done together. 
That's often the way. We, the thing that people need to think about with the attorney general and this law, two things. One is this wasn't this didn't come out of the blue. I mean, 183 members of the House and Senate and only four opposed it. Um, so this was passed by the legislature three years ago, the people's the people's House and Senate, as well as signed by Governor Charlie Baker, a Republican. Uh, this was a big Commonwealth housing policy. And the job of the attorney general is to defend state statutes, enforce the law. Uh, and so in this case, she is simply following the letting, follow, using the law to implement policy already established. And so that's one thing. The second is, yes, there were many times in which you dealt with communities because the attorney general has the responsibility of, appoint, of uh, approving various bylaws and, and actions of that type. But usually, there's an accommodation, and I think here people expected there to be an accommodation. That is, I think the leaders in Milton, I think as you maybe are pointing out or will point out, the select board had already proposed uh, a compliance. And so it was really this sort of a community expression of, uh, of opposition uh, that, that sort of tr- that triggered this. And I think that it simply has to be taken seriously by the town of Milton and by everybody else, because I think the attorney general, frankly, has no other choice. Um, but to uh, to enforce and enforce vigorously. And I'll read a little bit of a letter that the Attorney General wrote to the town's select board in January. Quote, Compliance with the Act is not optional, as we have clearly and consistently advised. My office will not hesitate to compel compliance with the MBTA Communities Act through legal action if necessary should a municipality refuse to comply. So what's available in the playbook for an attorney general? Is it uh, uh, Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey and Transportation Secretary Monica Tibbetts not have both said on Radio Boston uh, that, you know, there's there's state money that can be withheld, that they intend to do That's that. Right. Uh, what yeah. What's in the attorney general playbook, Scott Harshbarger? Well, the, the, the first one is going to be, will they pass? Um, are they going to be given a second chance? How is that going to work in terms of an effort to perhaps come into compliance? So are uh, you saying the, the AG general? might say, listen, I'll give you X number of I, months to, to, to pass a new zoning uh, yeah. plan? Yes, but they would ha- she and the office would have to believe that this is being done really in good faith, not simply as a method of, of obscuring it. And I think that that's why you're seeing so much commentary, even from the no people, that there are some issues, maybe they don't like like having to do it, but there, there are other choices they could have made. So, But I think, look, this is not, look, I apologize for saying it that way, but for the attorney general, there is no other course. This is not a political judgment. This is her role and responsibility and hers alone um, and to enforce. And enforcing would be to compel by lawsuit uh, this. They could, she could individually choose to actually sue individuals. Uh, she could hold and, and find them to be in contempt. Uh, and then more importantly, the real teeth here, other than a litigation with the attorney general, which is which one really should take very carefully, given the law, given the law, the courts, and the attorney general's legal expertise and responsibility, are these state grants. I mean, Milton, like many towns, gets millions of dollars in various things for schools, for environment, for transportation, for capital improvements. Uh, 
that are discretionary in the sense that if and if and the governor and I think even the law makes it pretty clear if you don't comply with this law, you may not be eligible or you'll certainly be looked down with disfavor uh, in this. And I think that's one of the concerns that the town expressed early on, the administrator. So I, there are lots of things the attorney general can do. The what last choice, I think, would be to sue some. If they can get a resolution of this quickly, effectively, and fairly, um, that's what the goal will be. So uh, I've got time for uh, a fast last question for you, Scott Harshberger. Timing-wise, yeah. uh, by X date this year, if the attorney general has not acted, the, the teeth are gone. I think it's going to be very quick. That is the first thing it's going to, I think will happen here. Now, this is how she's approaching or how the office is approaching this. I don't know, but I can't believe that there won't, that discussions have not already begun on some kind of a timetable. I mean, Milton has got to come forward with something. Otherwise the attorney general will simply gear up and say, fine, you don't, you don't do it. Uh, we'd like you to do it. We wish you'd do it. Uh, but there's just too much at stake with other com- other communities making the same choices here. Uh, the legislature passed this. Governor Baker signed it. Uh, we will be going to court. And that starts to get expensive. It also becomes, um, I think, very difficult for the town because I think the law here is very clear. And I think the attorney general is doing and doing exactly what she should do in the public interest on behalf of the people of the Commonwealth, the legislature, and the governor. All right. Uh, Scott Harshbarger, senior counsel at Kasner Edwards, was Massachusetts Attorney General from 1991 to 1999. Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure.